Hey guys, today we're going to talk about a few things you can do to tweak or hack your way to better eBay sales. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Reseller Niche Podcast, a show for e-commerce buyers and sellers where we investigate unique items being bought and sold and show you how research equals knowledge equals profit. Welcome back. My name is Mo, and today I wanted to talk a little bit about what I do when I haven't been able to source very much, and I don't have much to list, and ways I can basically tweak and hack what I do have to get better eBay sales, uh, better online sales in general. So I know this year has been kind of strange. Um, I mean, it's been a combination of uh, something that's really, you're really easy to source, and at the same time, not able to source in the same ways, for example, store closures, delayed mail, that kind of thing. But there's always things you can do to improve your sales, your eBay sales specifically, uh, even without brand new listings, um, which may not always be ideal, but uh, you know, any sale helps sometimes, especially if you're having a slow day. So some of these might be obvious, some of these might be things you're already doing, but I'm kind of in the frame of mind that any way you can tweak that Cassini eBay algorithm helps. I'm not exactly sure if these are 100% verifiable tweaks or hacks, whatever you want to call them, but I think they have helped. So hopefully they'll help you. So let's get into it. First of all, uh, pictures. I think this is up there with maybe the most important part about your eBay listing, uh, especially because everything's done on a cell phone and everything's done so fast these days. People don't have patience for anything. So I save all of my pictures, even from items that I listed years ago. Hopefully <laughs> they've sold, but I do have some that are pretty old. And until they sell or until let's, um, I do have some items that I have multiples of, or I like to continue to buy. So I keep those pictures uh, on my hard drive until they're gone. So first thing I do if I don't have listings is I go into my old listings and I go into the pictures specifically. A lot of my first listings um, going back maybe a year or two ago even had only three to four pictures. I, I would do three to four pictures. I, that would that would be it. Uh, they weren't always great pictures, but I, I didn't spend as much time as I should have. So I figured um, this is like when I'm not listing, it's a great time to go in there and tweak those and add whatever I can to it. So what I do, first of all, is let's say I have four pictures. I will I have them on my hard drive. So I will max out to 12 pictures on eBay. So I'll literally just go and drag and drop eight more pictures, even if they're the same exact pictures, just to fill up the 12 spots. And a couple of other things I'll do with the pictures I'll take that very first picture, and if it's great, I'll just see if I can adjust it slightly just to make some kind of change. If it's not so good, if one of those other three pictures is better, I'll switch it around. Um, because like I said, if someone's scrolling on their cell phone, they look at that itty bitty tiny little picture, that's all they're gonna see. And if the picture's not good, they're gonna go to the next person. So I'll take all those spots and I'll, with the, say the, 
fifth through 12th picture. I'll rotate them. I'll zoom them. I'll, you know, I'll even have say, for example, if I have a shirt, I'll put it sideways. I'll put it upside down because I'm using those same four pictures. So I try and make it seem like I'm not. Um, and then I'm using different pictures. I, you know, people aren't stupid. They can tell, but I don't know. Uh, I've had success, I think, with maxing out the 12 allowable spots that eBay gives you. So anything you can do, and it doesn't take very long. It's literally, you can do it on this, uh, on the app, or you can do it on a PC. I generally use a PC or kind of a mixture of the two. So max out the 12 pictures. That's what I would say. And I believe I've heard that that is actually something that eBay pushes. So Another thing you can do now, especially in the last year that eBay has, you know, put in is that first picture. And I think more than the first picture now, you can actually get rid of the background. So let's just say, I know personally, I had a lot of pictures that weren't great. They didn't have clear white backgrounds. Um, you know, maybe your picture would look better with that. You know, the, the whole theory about how Google prefers it. That's why eBay prefers it. So you can... Tweak that first picture even more by getting rid of the white and uh, getting rid of the background and making it clear white. And sometimes that's great with the eBay app. Sometimes it's kind of clunky. Um, so you kind of have to tell just by looking at your picture to see if you, is your picture good enough? Is it better? I should say after you edit it. So that's another thing you can do because like I said, people have zero patience. One thing I'll say about a white background is, the contrast, especially on maybe darker items, really does help. But then again, if it's like a white item or a beige item, a yellow item, it might not be. So, you know, obviously, <laughs> do everything based on what the picture looks like. So a few other things uh, that I tend to look at when I'm looking at redoing my pictures is, are the pictures actually still there? A lot of times, I know a few years back, eBay actually deleted a bunch of pictures by accident. Uh, but every now and then, what I'll see generally is one picture missing. It'd be a big exclamation mark or a triangle, or whatever it is. It's just not there anymore. And every now and then, the main picture isn't there. So if your main picture isn't there, people are probably going to go to somebody else's listing. So double check. Are the pictures there? Are they visible? And if they're visible, do they look good? Um, another thing I'll do after that is if you can go to your listing, the list of listings, comparing yourself to other people selling the same exact items. If you were buying that item, does your picture look better than the next guy's or the one above you or below you or whatever it is? So, and, that, and sometimes it's not a question of does it look better? If we all have white backgrounds, the same shirt with the same white background, do you stand out at all? Do you have anything that differentiates you. So if I was scrolling by really fast on my cell phone, it would stand out in my eye. Now I'm not telling you to put like a logo or anything that you're not supposed to do, but there are things you can do. For example, you know, maybe you can zoom in that picture a little bit. Maybe a white background isn't the best for that picture and you have to reshoot it. You know, uh, maybe the angle is off. Maybe is there something you can do quickly to make your listing stand out? more than the next person's because that's all we're talking about most of the time in that quick two seconds or maybe in half a second when someone's scrolling on their cell phone does your picture stand out more than the other person's i think that's probably one of the most important things um, 
with anything to do with online sales. It doesn't even matter about, you know, is the item correct half the time? If that picture pops, someone will click on it and then boom, maybe they'll buy your item. So that's something I would look at uh, as well when it comes to pictures. So moving on from pictures, item specifics. You know, eBay's been pushing this a lot this year. And I'm kind of glad because it kind of forces me to go back in there and double check to make sure that I have them all in there. This is something I used to do on my own every now and then, but not as much as now, I guess, because I'm being forced to do it. But like I said, that's a good thing. Um, are, are your item specifics correct? I know a lot, a lot of times I would, you know, blow through um, listings really fast and basic things like sizes or quantities were wrong. You know, if you have incorrect quantity, that listing's still up there. You thought it was pulled down and somebody buys a shirt that you don't have. That's a cancellation you're going to have to do. That technically could be an angry person, somebody that doesn't come back to buy from you again. So that kind of, you know, silly little stuff can add up and you don't want that. So that's one thing I do. I go into the item specifics. What can I add? What can I change? Maybe there's something that has changed about this item. Maybe, for example, because I do a lot of shirt sales, um, someone popular, someone uh, is wearing that in the news or whatever, on TV or whatever. It's part of a Netflix show or whatever. You can add that in as an item specific. I mean, obviously, be careful because some uh, specifics um, can cause issues with like copyright and stuff like that. But a lot of times, uh, for example, if it's a new Netflix show or something like that, if you can add that in there, um, that's another keyword that somebody's searching for that maybe somebody else's listing doesn't have. So if you can go through and add that, anything, like I said, that can tweak that algorithm, update your listing, make it look better, possibly push up the rankings. I'm not sure. What do you think? I think that stuff helps and it doesn't take very long, especially the way eBay has it now. They have it listed to, you know, this is a trending item specific. This item specific has, you know, 987,000 people looking at it and you have it blank. Maybe getting that, you know, the material, the shirt in there, maybe getting the theme or the genre or whatever they're asking for will help you sell. So I, I try and max them all out if I can, if I know what they are. And you know, why not? It doesn't hurt and it doesn't take too long. So the next thing I would move on to is listing titles. Listing titles for me are probably right up there with pictures. I'm not sure which is more important. I'd say they're equally as important, but they, I would say titles and pictures are the most important things for any listing because that's basically what all the people look at these days. So I've, I've kind of made it a habit to go in and double check all item titles that have been sitting for a while. Um, so I'll go in and I'll see, you know, what is this, this item has been sitting for 30 days. What's wrong with it? Uh, have I maxed out all the keywords possible? Do I have them in the correct order? Um, from what I'm hearing, from what I've read, um, it's not so much about maxing out the title anymore, even though that's something I do uh, still to this day. It's about having kind of a, you grade the keywords and put them in order of importance. Um, so, you know, if you're talking, one thing I have a lot of is kind of these kind of vintage retro shirts where the brand is really not something um, that people are looking for. It's something really generic, like 
super fly shirt or something like that. Like nobody's looking for super fly shirt. I'm not talking about, you know, super fly the character. I'm talking about just a generic shirt. Like it'd be like big box shirts. Like, okay, nobody's looking for big box shirts, but maybe that big box shirt has a fabulous like you know, logo on the front. You can describe the logo. Put that on there first. Maybe it's got a celebrity on there. Put that celebrity's name first and then go on for the next. So basic stuff like that. Uh, a lot of my early listings didn't have that. I kind of go back to that and just tweak that. And I think by tweaking the pictures and by tweaking the titles, it kind of gives your listing not 100%, you know, kind of a rebirth, but a little bit of more life. If I, I, I've definitely seen items that I've tweaked the titles and tweaked the pictures, and I've had sales within a couple days. And that's all it takes sometimes. Um, you just kind of want to tweak it to the point where somebody else is going to do a quick search and find that item. Maybe they weren't searching for before. Uh, especially one thing I've always noticed is that when I type fast, especially if I type on my cell phone, I'll have misspelled words. Like I've seen a lot where it, instead of like, I don't really put the word size in there very much anymore, but like I had side like S Z E or S E or something like that, which is pointless. So, I mean, I don't know if I was hurting myself, but I could have used that space for something else. So the order of the words, the importance of the words, I think that has a big deal, especially when people are scrolling fast or searching for whatever they want. They don't have time to wait for your misspellings, you know, so change that stuff whenever you can. So... I guess I've alluded to it already, older listings, old listings, stuff that's been sitting in your store for a while. Uh, one thing I'll do, and I've always done this actually, is I've always sorted for oldest uh, start date in the, eBay, um, in the eBay hub. That way you can see what your older stuff is, why it's still sitting there. You can kind of go through it one by one. I'll grab the oldest 10, 20, 50 items. Um, especially if they've been sitting for a long time and see what is wrong with them. The reason I grab them like that is I, I look at the list first uh, because there's different things you can do to kind of spruce up your inventory. Other than the tweaking we've been talking about, you know, titles, pictures, descriptions, um, I, you, you can do a few things with listings. So uh, the, I guess the most obvious is ending your listing. A lot of people will end after 14, 30 days, 60 days, whatever it is, and they'll just relist. If I do that, I try to do what I talked about above, change a title, change a pictures, flip around the main picture, uh, use a different one. Um, one thing I, I didn't mention is descriptions. I kind of, I'm pushing away from descriptions more and more now, only because obviously most of what's being bought is bought on a cell phone. So people usually don't get to the description. My description is usually just the title and maybe something else if it, there's, you know, a specific thing I need to talk about, maybe damage to the item or something else in there, like a disclaimer of some kind. Um, but I don't really use descriptions. So when I end an item, I don't just end and relist is my point. I end, tweak, and relist. And then um, I even, I don't know if this makes any sense. I'll end, say, maybe 10 items, but I won't relist in that same order. I'll, I'll go, you know, I'll flip it up or I'll put the last one first. I don't know if that makes a difference or not. It's probably just me being paranoid. 
But another thing I'll do is I'll, I'll end like say 10 or 20 or 30 listings and I'll go through and I'll group them up. So let's say I have five shirts that are kind of similar. If I'm able to create a lot of some kind, these have been sitting for a while anyway. So I will take those items. A lot of times for me, it's shirts or toys. I'll try and lock them up and um, maybe I'll create one new picture with all of them sitting right there and just use the existing pictures and I'll create a new listing. So that way it is a brand new listing, even though it's old inventory that I'm just kind of reusing, it's a new listing. And, um, you know, I guess technically you can save listing spots, but I don't really think about that. Um, but anything that, like I said, to tweak that algorithm, get a new listing when you don't have stock, you don't have new items to list helps. So that's what I'll do. And I found that helps um, people are maybe, you know, they were balking at paying, paying the price you had there. But if you have three of those same shirts, you were, um, maybe they'll buy that three. So I don't know. You never know what people are looking for. Another thing that, you know, maybe the item wasn't a great buy to begin with. People always talk about bad buys. We all have them. We, I still have them until uh, this day. Maybe it's time to donate that item or those items. Um, uh, it, it's something I don't do very much of, but I've started to do more and more of recently. Uh, so uh, it helps for whatever reason that item isn't selling. So you got to do something with it. You can, you know, relist it, you can donate it. Or another thing I started to do a little bit more of now is cross-listing. Most of my cross-listing before, I used to use Joe Lister and I'd always have items listed to FBA. Uh, this year, I haven't sent as much stuff in the FBA. So uh, what I do is I have um, merchant fulfilled items. So anything that is, you know, sellable on Amazon, you know, obviously you can't do use clothing, but um, you can do a lot of other stuff, hard goods, toys, games, that kind of stuff that I have. I'll list as merchant fulfilled on Amazon too. And I'll also cross list depending on what it is. For example, I use Macari for toys specifically. That's the only thing I've been able to sell on Macari. I don't know why. I haven't really tried electronics, but I've sold toys in Macari. So that way I don't have to take it off eBay, but I can sell it also on Macari. Um, with clothing, used clothing, I used to cross list on Poshmark more. This year for me personally, Poshmark has kind of dropped. Not that I was ever a big Poshmark seller or anything like that. I, don't sell much there at all. Um, but that's one place I used to cross list clothing. Um, but I mean, I definitely had a lot of people looking, but recently they're just looking and not buying as much, but that's on me because I don't really list as much. And I don't do all the things I should be doing as a Poshmark seller to push my closet. So that's another story. Um, um, another place I like to cross list though is Etsy. And it's kind of a place I kind of go back to and then I forget about and I go back to and I forget about. Um, I actually, I think my Etsy store is older than my Amazon store. It's years old. Um, I bought from them and sold from them for years. So I like to list, oh, obviously vintage, more vintage type items, uh, toys, um, all kinds of different kind of arty type, craft type items. I don't have any jewelry or anything like that, but a lot of older stuff, basically. Uh, for example, uh, I think the first like boombox I ever sold was on Etsy. Um, 
it was like an old, I don't know, it was a Sanyo or something like that. So Etsy is another place that I've recently haven't really cross-listed to, but I used to do it more. Actually, it was one of the first places I cross-listed to before Poshmark. And the last place that I personally have everything listed, which is an easy one, is Bonanza. I have my entire eBay store listed on Bonanza. I don't get many sales, but when they come in, it's pretty easy. Um, it's all there, and it updates automatically. You just have to, you know, obviously adjust all these sites, adjust inventory on what sells when it does sell. So these are all things you can do to tweak, you know, or hack into, you know, if you're having slow days or whatever, to getting more sales, hopefully on eBay or any of these other sites. Um, but, you know, because you never really know where people are looking, what they're looking for, at what time. Uh, like I said, people don't wait. They just, they search, they go, and they move on. So sometimes we have to have the same attitude. Sometimes if it's just not a good buy, donate it. Or if it's not listed in the right place or not listed the right way, we have to adjust that. And you know what happens? It's okay. Move on. So uh, I'd love to hear what you guys do. Uh, these are just a few of the things that I do. Um, I think I've listed all of them. But uh, what do you do to tweak your sales, hack your sales, whatever you want to call it, to adjust things, to make things better, to be more efficient? Um, if you could leave us a voice message, that would be great. We could play it on air. Or just send me a message, and I'd love to hear that. But uh, either way, until the next one, thanks for listening to the Reseller Niche Podcast. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Reseller Niche Podcast. Show notes and social media links are located at resellerniche.com. Please comment, rate, and subscribe to us on iTunes or YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts.